We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid much. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. Are you the fan. Three weeks into the NFL season and the AFC West is about how we all thought it would shake out, right? Certainly. I mean, Kansas City is on top. Yeah. The Raiders are at the bottom. Uh-huh. But Denver at 2-1, and one, I don't think at the beginning of the year anybody would have said that. That was be out of the question. Their one loss, maybe. And then the Chargers being at 1-2, and two, that was, that is a little bit of a surprise. But here we are in this division that is supposed to be one of the best that we've ever seen, at least at the quarterback position, has been anything but impressive even at the quarterback position through the first three weeks of the NFL season. Yeah, really, honestly, everything about the AFC West feels weird. I mean, I shouldn't say that entirely because the Chargers charging, not really surprising, unfortunately, as we heard during the last break. Joey Joey Bosa down for a significant amount of time on IR with uh, surgery uh, for a groin injury. Uh, You've got Justin Herbert, who can barely take a breath without dying uh, with his rib injury. So... They're in a weird spot, but the Raiders don't have those excuses. They don't have their number one pass rush down. They don't have their number one quarterback down. They've just sucked. Mm. And it's been major regression from Carr, their offensive line being uh, paper mache thin. I yep. mean, it's, it's, been, it's been bad. And even the, the losses in this division, obviously Seattle for Denver, Raiders, everybody, uh, the Chargers going one and two kind of makes you throw your hands up. And the Chiefs losing in a ugly game to the Colts. And nobody goes perfect in the NFL. No, 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 no. But for things to start out this way for this division that was quite literally heralded as maybe the most destructive division in NFL history, it, I mean, it, you couldn't really slam the brakes any harder if you tried. Yeah, I was always weary of getting three teams in from one division because of how tough it is from top to bottom because you do need bottom feeders in your division. But... Well, I didn't see it playing out like this, and I don't think anybody did, and I think that's why the NFL is king and people love it, is because, I mean, look, look I, the Raiders, man, they legitimately could start the season 0-5. Yeah. And then if you start 0-5, do the wheels completely Hell's, uh, roll. Heads roll. Because the Raiders, their, their schedule has been extremely tough, too, mm-hmm. because they played a healthy Chargers team on the road. Then they played a Cardinals team from the NFC West that a lot of folks had pegged as either a playoff team or contending for a playoff spot this year. You went on the road to the number one seed from the AFC from a year ago, the Tennessee Titans, who are trying to go through their own stuff and figure themselves out, and they lost a heartbreaker on the road. But then you have Denver, then you go to Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and you could be staring down the barrel of an 0-5 start 
before you go to uh, the Texans who come to Vegas. And then all bets are off, man. All bets are off if you're 0-5 at that point on where your locker room is, where your head coach is, where kind of those demons that creep in after a start like that, how far does the, the spiral go if you are the Las Vegas Raiders? Because they look, I mean, Derek Carr looks rattled. Yeah, 100%. Point. And that's the thing is 0-2, oh, you're 0-3, oh, 0-4, oh, what the hell? 0-5, oh, bleep, 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 bleep. And this is where I think I love that the schedule kind of works out the way that it is because Denver, um, they're also a team that is kind of struggling and reeling, and they have to go on the road to Vegas, and they're, they're going to have to exercise some demons too because their highest point total this season is 16 points. It scores 43 points in three games. They are uh, offensively, they're a nightmare. Their defense is damn good. Nails. But to to see how... Hmm, out of rhythm and out of sync that Russell Wilson is with Jerry Judy is, I mean, it's incredible to think. Like, how can you guys not be on a the same page or even the same chapter in the same book of, of what they're trying to do offensively? Uh, I, they're, Nathaniel Hackett, he looks way in over his head. Mm-hmm. See the, the team having him hire somebody on the outside to control game management. Er. Not a great thing to have, but that's a, as close to a uh, public endorsement of the coach as you can get. But that's also one of those things that I look at and I go, man, at least he has the the wherewithal to be like, hey, I'm not getting it right now, and uh, maybe I do need to bring somebody in to help me out with these things because he's a first time head coach. Like, are we going to write him off like he can't figure these things out because we know he knows offense, mm-hmm. and we know he knows that side of the ball. Can the game management side, if you just have somebody helping you out early in your career, make you take those bigger strides forward? Is there too much of those stuff? Because, I mean, the flip side of this is Josh McDaniels has shown he can be a really good offensive coordinator with uh, Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Well, even Mac Jones last year. Yeah, and Mac Jones last year. But you put him in that in that head coach chair, and I, I a lot of it is your locker room. Yeah. And, and Nathaniel Hackett may lose his locker room because his quarterback is also losing that locker room mm-hmm. too. And that that's going to be something to be determined there cuz I didn't think that it would be this off to this rocky of a start. Did you did you saw the subway uh bit that Russell yeah. Wilson did? It, and you you called it. You didn't say that somebody would uh chop it up and 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 make it their own. So, Russell Wilson, if you haven't seen it, did the TikTok ad for for Subway. And it's the cringiest bleeping thing you've oh, ever seen. It is so bad. Like he's eating a sandwich and he's asking it's called the dangerous sandwich, yeah. and it's super cringy. But then he starts talking about like, well, "Have you done anything dangerous before?" And then he takes a bite of a sandwich. He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, me too." Have you done anything more dangerous? And I like I watched it and I looked at you. I said, "Somebody's going to splice Remix themselves it, yeah. into it, and it is going to. It's not going to be good for him." Didn't dig long. It took about an hour yeah. before Barstool Sports got their teeth into it. And now everybody's going to just start doing it because they're just doing side-by-side TikTok videos where they're answering questions uh, and making Russell Wilson look like a fool. Mm-hmm. This is bad on him, Subway, and the agent. Like, there wasn't one person that was like, hey, we should maybe, do this better. maybe somebody's going to take this you know, question and answer and make me look like an idiot. They're doing it. I mean, it, it's what Subway wants. Oh, it's, it's giving them the viral marketing that allows you to fill it in, but... Their client looks like an a-hole in the process. His shine is coming off really quickly. And with all of that said, 
it's just looking like we have the Chargers who we, they just need to stay take, healthy. They need to take Justin Herbert and put him on a shelf for at least a week because that guy he looked like he was laboring yeah. last week. And losing your left tackle is not going to help you. And losing your pass rusher in over the course of this game over the course of that game too. It's not going to help them whatsoever. They need to figure out their quarterback situation. That's how the Raiders get back. That's how the Raiders get back right there. The Chargers literally lose every player. The Broncos mutiny over uh, Russell Wilson, and the Raiders make their climb to ascendancy there. With all of that said, if that's what you're hoping on, Kansas City's just gonna, <gasps> Kansas City's going to figure their stuff out. Remember what they went through last year? It was way worse than it is now. They are two and one on the season, and they have they always have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid that connection that they can always fall back on, and their offense will get humming again. But the division that we thought was going to be uber competitive and it's going to be nip and tuck all the way through, and you're going to have great football being played, anything but through the first three weeks of the season. And, hey, it's the war of attrition of the NFL season. What the Chargers are going through, can they get healthy at the right times and just stave off You know, losses until Herbert gets healthy and maybe you get Bosa back at what? we would, They'll put him at week 11 because I think mm-hmm. by putting him on the IR, he eight has weeks. to be gone by eight weeks. Yeah. So he can you get him back by week 11 or 12 and get back into form? Can you find a replacement left tackle? Because it seems like everybody's been trying to do mm-hmm. that, um, and everybody's getting hurt um, that they bring in in different oh. spots, whether it's Dwayne Brown who went to New York and promptly got hurt. Um, or who did Dallas bring in? That guy got hurt too. Yep, and then the Bucks brought in one, and he got hurt too. My goodness. Uh, the scrap heap, it's bare right now. Whitworth's on the sideline looking at it like, how much money do I want? It's, wait, see how many – see all these injuries, and he's going, nah, I'm nah, good. I'm good. No, no, Amazon pays pretty well. Uh, what division do you think has the most combined wins without looking? Uh, the most combined wins yeah. or fewest losses? Because if it's fewest losses, I'll go AFC South. Most wins. Most wins, probably the NFC East. It is. It is. Yeah, because you have three and zero, oh, two and one, two, two and one, one, two and two. Yeah, eight wins. Yeah, AFC West five. That's incredible. Never in a million years. But they do I... have a lot of divisional games at the beginning of it. Uh, yeah. of that one too, and they always they always backload the NFC East uh, in their divisional games. But still, uh, it's it's uh, looking at that. It's kind of weird to see. We're in the upside down a little bit. We're in the upside down. Well, not everybody has a Cooper Rush who's undefeated as a starter all time. Quarterback controversy. Well, what? Do, well, what about the uh, NFC North too? Also, the, the, another little note on the NFC North. There's something else I was, I was scrolling. Minnesota, this. Green Bay, Chicago are all two and one. They have seven. Yeah. Then you have one of the best offenses in all of football, the Lions, which are one and two. And by the way, Lions. They get the Seahawks this week. You can hear that one right here on the fan. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking Detroit, whatever the points are. Oh my god! And DK Metcalf is running his mouth yeah, about he's the running Detroit his mouth Lions. About like, buddy, Lions have you secondary. not seen? Have you not seen your team recently? Uh, it's, it's that's definitely stones and glass houses. What's interesting about the NFC North? You want to talk about divisions that are close? The point differential in division right now. Plus three for Minnesota, plus three for Green Bay, plus two for Detroit, minus five for Chicago. There's an eight point point differential between the three teams right now. 
Well, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, I can't like Bears fans. I'm so sorry for you guys because you guys deserve to puff out your chest right now. And do they? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're two and one. They're two and one. Did anybody see them being two and one? Do it now. One because and two. It's going to get ugly. One and two. I could definitely I mean because the Texans are. It's a coin toss. By the way, Lions favored by four over the Seahawks. Yeah, give me that. Give me that now. But they, oh, Ryan Horvath, our BetQL Network Insider, uh, brought to you by BetQL, will join us in 15 minutes from now. Nobody's, I mean, come on. Nobody saw them beating the, 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 the 49ers. No, the Texans, though. That's a one no, and two. But, but even the Texans. But that's, even the Texans. Even, remember, this was supposed to be the worst team in football history. We, we, They're 2 and 1. They're over 500, man. We did call them, the, them and the Texans were two of the worst teams, yeah. in, or the two worst teams in football. Boy. Go Texans. A monsoon, oh, two and one. A monsoon did, did shape everything. And, and as hey, a, San Francisco had to play in it too. Listen, as, as, as a reminder that everything always comes back to the Raiders, you know what today is? What? It's a 14-year anniversary of Lane Kiffin sending big old Sebastian Janikowski out there for a 76-yard field yeah. goal attempt. I they, think that everything being Raiders is because of your timeline. Oh, Oh, being, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's, it's your timeline for oh. sure. All right, uh, let's get to it. Since we have Horvat at 1.30, we'll get to the worst day on the web. Games are on the move all across sports because of Hurricane Ian or Ian, depending on if you're a Sharknado fan. Uh, one CEO, though, is not having a good day. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. It's time now for the worst day on the web. 
It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Well, Dusty, we had a uh, Leslie Nielsen moment uh, today in Florida. Leslie Nielsen, of course, a naked gun standing outside, waving his arms as the building's on fire, saying, nothing to see here, please disperse. Uh, you had a CEO of a Florida-based company called Postcard Mania. Great. Telling I'm on board. his employees. Her. her name is Joy. Joy Gendusa. I had the wrong name in front of me. There we go. Her employees. Mm-hmm. We are not closing. We are working. We'll make it super fun for the kids. She had them in a state of emergency that was been declared in Clearwater, Florida, coming into work, bringing their kids so they could continue to work. Yeah. And secure themselves there. People need their postcards, Danny. Uh, Postcard Mania makes uh, postcards. And, yeah, they have a 69,000-square-foot campus uh, in Clearwater. And it's actually just worse than that uh, of what she said because she, in a text message, like, to all the employees, she did say, you know, bring your pets uh, if you need to. Uh, It'll be super fun for the kids. It. It was actually really bad. Like it didn't. It started off on a Zoom call with employees on Monday, uh, and then it got way worse as it went on. She started with, "If you want to leave your home and you're being told to leave your home and you feel like you shouldn't have no place to go, PCM is probably the safest place to be in Florida. That's not that bad of a start, right?" Um, she said, "Anyways, just bring your pets, bring your kids, bring everybody to PCM. That doesn't seem like it's that bad. Like, hey." Our campus is built to withstand, you know, Category 5 hurricanes, which it is. Bring your kids. But then it got even worse. Uh, it said she went on to start blaming the media. She goes, the media hype over it all. She said, obviously, you feeling safe and comfortable is the utmost important. But I honestly want to continue to deliver. <laughs> and I want to have a good end of quarter. Because my bonus is tied to it. And when hurricane turns into nothing, I don't want to be like, great, we all stopped producing because of the media and maybe that it was going to be terrible, and it wasn't. And for reference, Dusty, the hurricane that's currently hitting Florida right now uh, is a Category 5 and the worst in a 100 years. Um, a text that went out to employees said, PCM, PCM was built to withstand Category 5 wins. We would like you to continue to service our national clients if we can. Bring your kids to work on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. It went on to say, a text from the CEO there will always be more hype in the media than any storm that has ever hit here. Bring your pets if you feel the need. I doubt you will really need to. We are not closing. We are working. We'll make it super fun for the kids. This lady is, you want to talk about out of touch. That is, yeah, there's, wow. There's also, there was a further, there was a follow-up where PR said that, uh, People were not, in, in fact, encouraged to come into work and that they would be closed Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like, uh, guys? I don't know. The screenshots of those text messages and the notes from the business, the company-wide meeting, they, pretty, they sound like they were pretty much open for business, and then the public backlash yeah, happened. That's exactly where this comes from. This and is, they had to close it today. I was, this, is a, this is a response from one of the workers. I was under the impression that we were expected to work, and if you had to work from home or an evacuation zone, Log in on your laptop, the employee said. The messaging was production will not slow down consistently up until that post hey, went viral. You know what you got to do? The beatings will not stop until morale improves. You have got to make those postcards. 
Okay? They're like digital postcards. They, people, they're not even like postcard postcards. But people need them. People need their postcards. So okay? And we got to deliver. We got to continue delivering the net. Wait, what is a digital postcard? Is that just a picture on the internet? Mm-hmm. That's a that's what it is. A postcard, a digital postcard is an internet picture. See now now they have a good racket going there. Yeah. And now this is starting to become more and more believable mm. because if your business model is photos on the internet and we're just going to call them postcards? I mean, they, they they're basically they're NFTing this. Yes. Yes, it's like, well, anybody can get that. No. No, this is a digital postcard. It has a authentication to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why do they have a 69,000 yeah. square foot freaking campus? Uh, what, what? Because uh, the postcard media. This money is, laundering. I was just kidding. This, oh. this reeks of money laundering. Ooh. Well, um, well, good thing Joe, Joy decided to step up and step in it because now we're all going to find out about their money laundering because there's you don't want to draw attention to this business. <laughs> like, like you are a 69,000 square foot digital postcard making bodega at this point. You, you've got to be a little bit tighter on your books. Minus the bodega cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're covering up a lot of stuff here. You got to make sure that you are not <laughs> making public um, or national news because of the fact that you're making your employees come during a hurricane. Your business X- doesn't matter. <laughs> X day on the money stealing A. I mean, come on. It's just yeah. everything that's happening there is. Hey, uh, great point on the tech sign. Love when the internet just goes out and they can't get anything else done. Wait a minute. How do you make a digital postcard without internet? Now I'm starting to think that they're making meth on the 69,000 yeah, square yes. foot campus. <laughs> making something that's not digital postcards. Oh, man. This is uh, this hurricane, contrary to the CEO of Postcard Mania, this hurricane is a big deal. And it is making landfall. And the the images that are coming out of there, the destruction that's happening in Florida is, I mean, it's, in, it's incredible. And... To see that there are people like this, I mean, pull your head out, lady. How how in the world can you look at that and say the media is going to make a big hype of, of it? Nobody should do anything. No, 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 no. There are people that, just as you did, Joy, commit yourself to the postcard industry. There are people who commit their careers and their lives to the weather and yes. Jim Cantor is, is currently being pushed around the streets of Florida right now by 150 mile an hour wind gusts. And you know what? And catching tree branches. It is quite unpredictable, but they go for what the worst case could be, so as few people die as possible. Well, people don't die. Okay. Especially in the name of postcards. Joy. I mean, this is quite a bit different than, you know, whether it's going to rain or not. Okay. But. Guess what? It turns out they these guys were right, and these gals were right when predicting the weather. This hurricane is brutal. The The aerial from the International Space Station is incredible to see it's how enormous. big this hurricane is. Um, so if you know anybody in Florida, make sure you check in on them because uh, sports games getting canceled, that ain't the only thing that's going to be uh, going on, which uh, the Buccaneers, uh, apparently they're going to be playing this weekend in uh, Minneapolis, if they can't play in Tampa, do because it's going to just hurricane rolling right through Tampa yeah. Bay right now. Yeah, 
Um, I don't. I don't. So I don't know how you can restore the field after this in three days. Yeah. Well, especially for Sunday night football. Yeah, I just. Yeah. No. Well, that's I, I, Sundays when uh, uh, Eastern Washington going down there playing Florida. They move that game to Sunday because they're going to roll through there, and it, it won't be nearly as strong in Gainesville as it will in Tampa. No, but it's going to it's going to chew up those fields and it's going to leave a lot of water. Yeah. Like it's I mean, yeah. when you have winds of 150 miles an hour, that'll take the whole turf, literally lift it off the field. All right, <laughs> guys, let's uh, let's all think of all those folks out there that aren't going to be getting their digital postcards over the next couple of days. Uh, I, hope because, there's, I hope there's somebody out there that is pissed off about it. I it's not because of joy. It's yeah. not because of joy. Uh, mm-hmm. She wanted to rip the joy right out of those families. All right, let's get to it. The, the world of betting, uh, our insider from the BetQL Network, the host of BetMGM tonight, Ryan Horvath, joins us next. Danny Dusty on the fame. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. On the line now is the host of Bet MGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are presented by Bet MGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at the Bet MGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the Bet MGM Tonight podcast. For more of Ryan's analysis, just search Bet MGM wherever you find your podcast. Horvat, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing really good, thanks to uh, the Beavers last weekend. Now, got to say, they should have won that game. I'll take the cover. The cover was a beautiful thing. But Chance Nolan just takes care of the football and doesn't play like a true freshman out there. And, you know, he's better in quarterback he is. We probably actually get that outright win against USC. Yeah. But, man, I went back and watched that game a couple times this week. USC wasn't flagged for one penalty that entire game. I'm not one of those guys yeah. saying there was something suspicious going on. But just, you know, the cover was nice. But I'm rooting for USC to lose a couple of these games. I went under nine and a half wins on their win total. So I need somebody to knock them off their stuff. Well, and they had, they had two times where the quarterback was in the grasp of a defender. And literally... They got tackled off of the quarterback and nothing was done. It was wild. I mean, it was wild. It wasn't the only reason why the the Beavers lost that game. See four interceptions, but right. it, it went a long ways. I mean, those are some momentum defining Listen, plays. I, I will not allow this to stand, Ryan. It's it's one thing, you know. I I get it. I get it. But I gotta say, if you're USC, you don't have that money for nothing. It goes to the officials. Okay, the same thing I told Dusty. <laughs> There's a reason why the University off. of Spoiled Children is what it is. We got to make sure we pay our refs off and get our donuts. Hey, and I'm fine with that because right now, I mean, when USC, I'm, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I get everybody hates Notre Dame, but when they're good, when they're competitive, it's fun for college football. Now we don't need them in the national title game. We don't need them in the playoff because they get trounced every <laughs> single time. But the USC brand, it being back, is good for college football. I, you know, I'm kind of torn because I don't want them to win ten games. Uh, I definitely don't want them to beat Utah because I'm really high on Utah and bet them to win the Pac-12. But, you know, I'm kind of – if they do get into the college football playoff, the way that things are set up in the Pac-12, there's definitely a shot. I just can't wait to fade them against one of these SEC teams because they're so fun to watch offensively. But I think Oregon State kind of figured out the blueprint on how to stop them. I mean, their defense played lights out, man. I mean, Caleb really couldn't do anything as far as the passing game. But, man, he's a great athlete. When it comes down to it, he makes the plays. But I definitely think they could be got. And if they do get into the playoff, I definitely have to take a Georgia or Alabama against them 
But I got to admit, man, they're fun to watch. Lincoln Riley, obviously the guy knows what he's doing, and that's why he's making the big buck. You know, that, this is an interesting one, though. You take that Oregon State game, and Oregon had a, had a tight one with Washington State as well. In the NFL, when you have uh, like an emotional or an exhausting game like Buffalo and Miami, from the betting uh, standpoint, how do you look at those games, which can be the emotional roller coasters? And we, we talk about hangover wins and hangover losses so much in sports. How, how do you look at it? Because, I mean, even in the NFL, like I said, with that Dolphins-Bills game, you can have a little yeah. bit of hangover from either one of those teams. Man, and that's such a great question because I could answer that a couple different ways in both the NFL and college football this week. Two of my biggest plays are because of that reason, right? If you look at the line right now, we could go with college football, and everybody knows I love Utah. I talk about them every time I'm on with you guys. I talk <laughs> about them. I do a four-hour show. I probably talk about Utah football for two and a half hours every single night. People are sick of it. But I love this team. I love Cam Rising. I think they're very well coached, and they have a real home field advantage. And they're home this weekend. So now the narrative is that Oregon State's this great football team because they started 3-0. and At least they're a really good football team, right? And they took USC down to the wire and probably should have beat them. So if you look at the number, you're thinking, man, I'm getting 10.5 points with Oregon State going against Utah. Utah's good, but I think that's a touchdown game. I completely disagree. I think this is a perfect letdown spot for Oregon State because, I mean, they had them right where they wanted. That's an emotional loss right there because if they go 4-0, and I mean, that's huge for the program. You beat USC with all the hype surrounding USC. So I just think Utah at home, you know, after that opening loss to Florida, now they want some nice resume builders. And I think they get that this weekend. I think they win that game. I would make the spread 13 and a half. I think 10 and a half is a discounted price. I like Utah at home against Oregon State. Still like Oregon State as a football team. I just think Utah is much better. And then in the NFL, if you look at so – we don't know if two is going to play – but, man, you look at it, and the Dolphins are four-point dogs, even though they're 3-0, and and they're coming off a victory over the Buffalo Bills, the Super Bowl favorites. The Bengals are four-point favorites. I know they played in a Super Bowl, but that doesn't make any sense. The reason is it's a terrible spot. Cincinnati's at home coming off their first victory. Miami's coming off a huge emotional win. And also, Buffalo ran like 150 plays in that game. They ran 90 <laughs> plays. So Miami's defense is going to be completely gassed on a short week. I love the Bengals tomorrow. I'd play it now because that, that line's getting a little outrageous and two of them might not play, but I love Cincinnati. So that's a great question. I'm always looking at letdown spots, and I'm also looking at you know really good spots for teams as well. Speaking of really good spots, Ryan, talk me out of not betting the Lions to obliterate the Seahawks. That's a tough one, right, because you want to bet Detroit because they're a fun story, and Seattle is terrible defensively. You know, Geno Smith, He's actually playing decent football. He's got some nice weapons. They're trying to figure out the run game right now, I know. I think Kenneth Walker needs some more touches now that he's finally healthy off that uh, groin injury. But I really like this Detroit team on the offensive side of the ball. They're a lot more fun than I thought that they were going to be. I mean, I like both backs. Jamal Williams had 20 touches in the last game. The weird thing about the Lions, I've never been a Jared Goff fan, even when he played in the Super Bowl, because that was because of McVay. He couldn't push the ball down the field. Noodle arm Goff, we call him, but Man, right now, he's moving the ball down the field. I love St. Brown, and I know he's a little bit beat up right now. I'm with you. If I'm betting that game, I'm only betting Detroit. And I know they're probably going to be the chalky play because we all fell in love with them during hard knocks. But offensively right now, I like them a lot, and I think they're a much better defensive team than Seattle. I know they're not great defensively, but they're better than Seattle, I think we can all agree. So I would only play Detroit in that spot. So and we're talking with Ryan Horvath, our BetQL network inside the host of BetMGM tonight. Uh 
this this is what I love about Detroit right now. They have covered all three. They may be one and two, but they're three and zero against the spread, and they've hit the yep. over yep. in every single game. At what point in the NFL season do you start buying into those the trends of a team and, and what where where to take a team? Because Vegas changes with these teams, but there are there are certain teams every year that no matter what Vegas tries to manipulate that spread, they'll find a way to beat it. Yeah, exactly. And you look at it with the totals and you look at it with the spread, you know, and you see that with a team like Buffalo with some of these spreads. And that's what I said last week. I I loved Miami last week. We were getting five and a half points in Miami in the heat because the narrative is that Buffalo is unbeatable. But it's the NFL, man, and injuries happen. Right now, Buffalo, they're down five dudes on the defensive side of the ball, four of them in the secondary. And then you look at some of these totals. They opened up, you know, pretty high because we've seen scoring increase every year now that you really, especially if you're a defensive back, you can't do your job. Everything's pass interference. They want more scoring in this league. And we've gotten more scoring in this league. So now some of these totals are just a little outrageous. So that's something I always look at. You know, with a team like Detroit, right now I'm going to continue to play overs. I'll play the over this week, especially against Seattle, because the total's about right. But in a couple weeks, you know, if those games still start flying or keep going over, we might see some totals like 58 and a half, 59, and this isn't college football. That's when I go back and go against the market and play an under, you know, once those totals become a little inflated. And that's what we're going to see this season because these games, man, these games have been low scoring. Look at the Sunday night game, 11 to 10, the Denver-San Francisco game. Eventually, though, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, these guys don't really play in the preseason. Look at the guys that do play in the preseason. Josh Allen played a little bit. I know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense looked pretty good the first couple of weeks. But a lot of these guys, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they're not they're not doing anything all summer. I mean they're training obviously, but it takes some of these offenses a little bit a little, a little bit of time to get going. So that's definitely something I look at throughout the season. But right now you have to keep playing the Detroit overs or the Seattle overs because neither team plays any defense and I hate both secondaries. <laughs> when you're looking at, at when you're looking at at the I don't want to say you know what the surprise teams, uh, like the Eagles, like the Dolphins like the Jags, have you seen much shift in movement as far as how uh, Vegas is, is valuing each team going in individual matchups? Because the Eagles have one of the best point differentials in football. Uh, I believe the Jaguars and the Bills actually have the best point differentials right now. They're handling business in, in big ways. Uh, but you're you're getting these, I don't want to say these monumental swells of momentum uh, for these, yeah. these teams, but is the money shifting now there's a little bit more uh, tape on those teams? I was hoping to maybe get a decent price with Miami just because Buffalo is so beat up. But Buffalo is still a huge favorite to win that division. So even the fast start for Miami hasn't really met, meant much in the market. I did go over eight and a half wins. Everything's about the same right now. But, you know, the team, it's really interesting. The team that I'm looking at, I – I like the Jags this year a little bit. I went over six and a half wins. I like Trevor Lawrence under 13 and a half interceptions. I didn't want to do anything with them in the division because I thought the Colts were going to look much better to start the season with that easy schedule. Because Matt Ryan actually was pretty serviceable last year in Atlanta with a bad offensive line, no real run game, a rookie tight end without his best wide receiver. He looked bad, though. Um, I still can't believe they won that game against the Chiefs. It was one of my bigger bets, but the Chiefs really beat themselves. So the team that I'm really looking at is – the Chargers right now were everybody's preseason darling in that division, and they're still priced about the same. I actually just bet the Chiefs minus 115 to win the division. I, I know it's 
I, I don't know if you're going to call it chalky because it's Patrick Mahomes, but Justin Herbert, I'm a little worried about him. And on yeah. the defensive side of the ball, you know, they're beat up, man. Joey Bosa is going to miss time. J.C. Jackson hasn't been fully healthy all season long. I think the Chiefs end up winning that division. I think the Jags are going to be much more competitive than a lot of people think. And with the Eagles, I think the Eagles are very good. They're very flashy. Jalen right now looks like a legit MVP candidate. I know it's three weeks, but he's pushing the ball down the field. A.J. Brown was a great pickup. They could run the ball. And I know I hate when people, you know, bring up the trenches, but it's the truth. that they have the best offensive line and defensive line in the league, that travels well, and that's going to probably win them a couple playoff games and double-digit games. But I don't know if they should be six-and-a-half, seven-point favorites against Jacksonville this week. So the market continues to disrespect Jacksonville, give the Eagles – Proper respect, but I'm going to go this week with Jacksonville to at least cover that big number because I think they're a competitive football team. They might win eight, nine, ten games this year, and I think the Eagles are going to be great. But it's the NFL, and I think some of these games will come down to a field goal. So if they're seven-point favorites every week, I'll find some opportunities to fade them. Horvat, I got a I got a special request because I, I don't know where I would even start to to find this, but. Could we next week maybe find out which teams would be in a Vegas top 25? You know, because they, they know which teams are, are the best, right? And we always seem that like some are, are left out. And out west, we're sitting here looking at Oregon State and Washington State like, man, these look like top 25 teams. They just are, aren't getting the love in the, in the polls, whether it's coaches or AP. But they do tend to get a little bit of love, more love from, from Vegas, do you, yeah, is yeah. That, is that something that exists at a place where you can find who the Vegas thinks is the top twenty-five? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of that has to do with you know how odd makers, odd makers, they make their numbers right. And a lot of the guys that do this for a living, professional gamblers, you know, they do power ratings, power rankings themselves. You know, and they rate all these teams. But that's how you kind of come up with your own numbers, and that's how you play against the market. You know, maybe you think this team's a four and a half point underdog, and they're catching seven points, so you want to grab that touchdown right there because you're getting two and a half points of value. We could definitely do something like that. You know, I could kind of go into everything, all the trends and all the numbers, and power rate the top 25 teams because I completely agree. Like, for example, you know, I see some people, especially in the media right now on ESPN, um, everybody has USC in their top five, and USC's off to a great start, but they really haven't played anybody. I mean, I like Oregon State, but come on, Oregon State on a neutral against Georgia – Alabama, hell, I mean, you know, some of these Ohio State, Michigan in the Big Ten, I don't know how they how they stack up. So I would actually have them power rated, I can tell you right now, top 15, but around 14 or 15. I think they actually went down a notch. So I would love to do something like that with you guys and kind of take a look at some of these teams that are being disrespected, uh, you know, especially in the AP poll. That'd be awesome, man. Let's uh, let let's figure it out, and we'll we'll be in touch. Maybe we do it next week or or somewhere down the line. But I'd love to dive in and, and get your thoughts on that, man. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, there he is, Ryan Horvat. He is uh, the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. You know what Horvat didn't do? Wow. Talk me out of betting on the Lions. Well, no, he didn't. That's why you should just keep on keeping on, my man. Make sure you do it. All right. Uh, hey, we got to talk about Super Duper Big Play, and I've got one big question. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is how we do Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan.
Part of the thrilling 44-41 win for Oregon over the Washington State Cougars was uh, the Troy Franklin deep bomb from Bo Nix that gave the Ducks the lead. And it was one heck of a call, as heard right here on the fan by Jerry Allen. Empty backfield for Nix, third in the yard. Snap, back to throw. Time, deep over the middle. Got him open, Fergie. Can he get free in his feet? He does. Franklin, Franklin scores! Troy Franklin put his arm down to keep from falling down and scores the touchdown. Pretty good. It was a good call. Good call. It was a really good call. And you know, Jerry, he is he does such a great job because he's he's seen so many big plays, yeah, and right? He, and he lets it breathe just for the opportunity. Yes. Well, one thing that I love is Latin broadcasts of games. The the Latino flair. I love like when we get the Dominican leagues mm-hmm. um that are going on in the winter in baseball. And they go over the top. I love South American soccer. Uh, goal, 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 goal. They are outstanding. Fantastic. And it was no different on that very call from the Spanish broadcast of uh, the Oregon Washington State game. Dijeron que había caído adentro Franklin. Perdóname que te haya interrumpido. Nix atrás. Buena protección. Balargo. Completo. Primero y diez. Y se va a ir. I love it. That's fantastic. Everything is super duper big play. Quack, quack. I love it. <laughs> I They may, like, those Spanish broadcasters with the flair, they make it so much better. They do. To to take it in because of that excitement is is all the excitement that fans are going off of as well. Like the when a fan is watching that, people were jumping up and down. You feed off it. It's like a, every single Spanish broadcast. It seems like it's like a Gus Johnson call. Yes, and I love it. It's it's great. Listen, man, I, I have been fortunate as a USC fan. Gus does a ton of USC games, and has over the last what seven eight years. Every time, basically, you're on Fox, and I got used to him calling games. Like I, 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 I want that. And I know some people like, like my dad, my whole family's Dodgers fans. They grew up with Vin Scully. Vin lets things breathe more than any, or did let things breathe more than mm-hmm. any announcer maybe ever did. But it was uniquely his style. For me personally, I want all the juice. I want all the energy. I want all the hype. I, I I want to be excited the entire time. It is obviously it's a cultural thing in your mm-hmm. viewing, hundred percent, in the way that the broadcast brings. But I love that. One question I do have is why why is it not Los Patos? He goes ducks at the end. Patos, ducks. I think they're using the English vernacular. Well, I know because it's a yeah. proper name. Yeah. It's a proper name. But I would love to have that little piece of flair at the end, too, is you just go, Patos, touchdown. I, w- I want to hear him commentate like puddles. Boom. That, that, that I think, that'd be good. <laughs> just quack? No, no, the, the, uh, the push-ups. 
The co- oh, you want to see? You want him to commentate the duck doing push-ups? Yeah, I think he would make something as simple as that mm. go nuts. Wow! Quack quack! Super duper big play. <laughs> I love it. You know, you gonna have to find a way to work that one in. Uh, he, he, the super duper big play. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think we need yeah. to have super duper big play in one hundred percent. We gotta work that work that in with like a Ryan Horvat segment. Or super, <laughs> the super duper, duper big play of the week. Yeah, yeah. We, we need a super duper big play of the week. That's it. That's it. We, we gotta get Horvat back on the phone. Tell him we got something branded. Uh, I love it. I love it. That call was fantastic. Um, okay, let's go. Our number two, Mike McDaniel, takes the podium and he asks a very important question. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Super duper big play. Quack 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 quack. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.